Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A dot com. See you there. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of Your Life the Mixtape. Uh, this week I am beyond thrilled uh, to be joined by a singer, a songwriter, sometime influencer, maybe? Um but also my cousin. Please welcome the incomparable Miss Alex Hendricks. Hello. Hello, hello. What a hype uh, introduction that was. I quite enjoy um, all the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for taking time out of your holiday vacation to um, do this. I, I very much appreciate it. Of course, very busy over here. I'm reading the Iliad. Um, uh, so it's totally fine to take a break um, from the classics and talk about <laughs> the more <laughs> musical classics. Um, so obviously you you are a musician. So I, I assume that you are a fan of music, yes? I am a big music fan. Um, it's weird though, like when asked to recall these things that like have made such an important monumental change in my life I'm like I don't know what music I like it's like I panic <laughs> so bizarre um that's completely fair I'm, I'm currently um trying to answer these questions with you know for for myself and I've I've gotten to I think question 13 and I'm just like it's a real struggle. Um, I also will warn you, I, I don't know if I can blame it on being a songwriter or if it's just because I'm a pretentious uh, kind of twat, but I, th- this is a real pretentious list. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> there are some deep cuts on here. There are not uh-huh. many. Um, I don't, I don't, it wasn't by design. It's just who I am. Um, I'll say that now. Okay. So what is your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now is Not Friends um, by Macy Peters, which is actually called I'm Trying, I think. I'm Trying, parentheses, parentheses, not friends. Um, But I love her. I found her because she recently played at Omira, which is one of my company's clubs in London. And... um, the owner of our company posted a video like they had a whole um, videographer there it's really cool and um so I got to watch live footage of her playing at Omira and I was like oh my god this girl is amazing very funny very clever 
So taking it back now, um, what is the first song that you remember hearing? Okay, I have a very specific one for this. I remember it so clearly. So when I was, uh, right before I was born, my dad was in medical school in Mobile, Alabama. And when I was like two or three, my parents took me back to Mobile to kind of like see everybody and introduce them to the baby and whatnot. Um, of course, show off this <laughs> shiny face. So when we were on the drive down, my dad kept playing Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel because the will, the family we were going to stay with was the Robinsons. And they were like an older couple that took my parents in when they were like this young couple down there for the first time. Um, and my dad just runs a joke into the ground. So we just listened to it. I think kind of several times on the way down there. Um, and that is my very first song memory. I was two or three. And I remember that just vividly. I remember that. I remember her house tied to that song. When I hear that song, I still smell like the blueberry muffins that she cooked for us in the morning. Also, Very visceral. You know, it's it's a good song though. Um, about, it's a great song. It's a jam. Yeah, from, from The Graduate about the original Cougar. Mrs. I know, Robinson. and it was, it was a shame that I couldn't use this for my, uh, like, movie soundtrack song, because I'd already used it for this. That's fair. Uh, you, you could have, but, you know, <laughs> since, <laughs> since, since you've got something different. <laughs> I mean, it's not as good. <laughs> uh, what is the song that always makes you cry? Do you like a good cry? I love a good cry. I don't, songs that make me cry always sneak up on me and they never make me cry twice. It's always like they hit me in the exact right moment. It doesn't always make sense. But um, I went with the most recent song to make me cry, which is Day After Tomorrow by Tom Waits. Okay. All right. <laughs> which is just such like a hopeless, <laughs> horrible, <laughs> depressing, like, what is war? What are we doing this for? Why are we killing each other? Just like a real existential kind of everything that's broken with society. And Phoebe Bridgers recently covered it, which is why I was listening to the Tom Waits version again recently. Um, and her version is beautiful, but his version, there's something about how not melodic his voice is <laughs> that does just sound like the unraveled ramblings of a crazed person who is having a crisis and I really respond to that <laughs> that's I mean that's 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 fair um it's you <laughs> yeah. know if if bubble wrap put out an album it would it would be Tom Waits um that's, that's a great point and uh, why don't they that's also fair um Speaking of Tom Waits, did you, uh, have you listened to his album with uh, famed Asian actress Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> it's so nice to see people of color represented in film. Um, no, I have not. I cannot. You're, I you, shall not. You're not missing anything. Um, so, I feel like of the celebrity albums, that has to be one of the worst. With one of the best, obviously, being Ryan Gosling's weird Halloween album. Uh, 
Are you familiar with uh, the British actor Ben Barnes? Not very much. He was in uh, the the Prince Caspian film, the Chronicles of Narnia sequel, Prince Caspian. Yes. He put yes. out an album recently and it's actually quite good. Really? Yeah. I need to check that out. Ben Barnes. That's an easy name to remember at least. Yes. Sounds uh, like an like he would become an Avenger. Right. He has all the makings. <laughs> the alliteration, the hair. He does have fantastic does hair. Uh, what song is terrible, but you love it? Like, what's your, what's your guilty pleasure song? It is. And this is maybe going to be surprising. Um, it is Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Okay. Okay. I I don't know that people would agree with you that it's terrible, but oh, okay. Well, you can have it. That makes me feel better. Um, every time I make someone listen to it, they say this is the worst song I've ever heard, and I disagree. I think it's a bop. I it's I mean it's it's a fun you know it's a fun little song. Um, you know the video was fun. Like you know, all I of it is great. I can't fault any of that. What is the best song to sing in the shower? Okay, this is the cop-out answer, but it's not meant to be. I feel like I only sing my own songs in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) And that is how I write a lot. Um, Like I write in the shower. It's just, I don't know if it's the steam or the away from everyone else experience. But that is where I do a lot of my writing. So I exclusively sing my own songs. And sometimes as I'm singing one of my own songs or like trying to work through one, I accidentally start singing a different song. And that's when I realize I've plagiarized an entire song. I, okay. It's, it's best to catch that early. Um, it is, you know, really in the shower with only you to know your sins. It's good to get that out of the way before you Olivia Rodrigo yourself. <laughs> and then you have to give songwriting credit and it's- And <laughs> you have to pay out millions of dollars. It's the whole thing. Right, but she's young and she's got that Disney check. She'll be fine. She's got it. What is the song that best summarizes what love is? Okay, I have two for this one because okay. I could not pick. The first one is, um, a much more recent song it's if we were vampires by jason isbell okay and it's of course about how the hardest part of love is knowing that one day one of you is going to die and the other is going to be left behind and you might have all these beautiful wonderful memories but at the end of the day um one of you is going to have to be alone for some measure of time which really uplifting message yeah which really speaks to me um because I have a hard time with happiness (laughs) and so I have to just like put a little bit of an edge on it a little bit of a tilt um so that and then a case of you by Joni Mitchell which yes just has some of the most perfect lines about how you can think you know you can be away from someone and gone from someone and they still come out and things you write or you know things you say or just kind of bleeding out of you it's just such a beautiful song about that yeah um you know Joni Mitchell isn't hasn't been mentioned much on this podcast which I feel like is 
is a is a failing on my part. Um, it's a crime. Yeah. So, thank you for bringing Joni Mitchell into your life, the mixtape. Of course, anytime. It is my pleasure to bring Joni Mitchell anywhere. Yes. Uh, on the flip side, uh, what is the best song about a breakup? I think that it is definitively No Children by the Mountain Goats. Okay. Have you ever heard that song? I have not. It has recently made a TikTok uh, kind of resurgence with the, um, it, it's a song about how this couple is splitting up and they have no children, so it's fine, but it's like the, the crux of the song is, I hope you die, I hope we both die. And it's all about like all of the horrible, um, I hope that our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us and like oh. how they just destroyed each other through this relationship and they just want everyone to let them burn it to the ground and leave them alone because they don't have children so nothing matters and just walk away. But it is the angriest, most like, it's folk. So it's very mountainy, um, but it's just the funniest, wittiest, angriest lyrics Um that you can just scream and rage about. And I think that that is really the key to a good breakup song is being able to just scream the lyrics. That's yes. And since you said it was on TikTok, I've, you know, I've probably heard it and just not made the connection. It's the one where, <laughs> hold on, excuse me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Cat, yes. I, I actually, now that, now that you've done that, um, I have, I have in fact heard that song. Yes. 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 Excuse me. I've unplugged myself in that, uh, TikTok <laughs> just quickly fix my own issues. Well, it wouldn't be that simple to fix all my issues, but this issue I can fix. Okay. What is a song that you once loved, but listening to it now, you realize that it's just absolutely terrible? Come Clean by Hilary Duff. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you to take that back. How, <laughs> how very dare you? There are just so many lines in that song, and it's like, that doesn't mean anything <laughs> The chorus is great, but then it's like, I defy, you defy what? What are you talking about? You can't just put a word in that rise. <laughs> but I remember being like, this is it. <laughs> this is the best song I've ever heard. You were, you were well on your way to being a gay icon. And then you said that. And, and now like, you just, you have to start over now. Like you're. I'm so sorry. I have to. Oh, this always happens. Back not, to the start. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I still jam to that song. Let's be clear. But then you listen to it and you're like, ma'am, did you write this for you? Because that makes sense. But if adult people wrote this for you, I have more questions. Wait, now, now, I, have to, now I have to know who wrote yeah this is an important detour to take right oh no 
It was it was written by um, Cara Diaguardi. She was she was an American Idol judge for like one season. She's yes, I remember her. Like she's got she's got some like like bangers that she wrote and wow. Huh. Um, I have just googled "Come Clean" lyrics by Hilary Duff, and it has given me the lyrics to "So Yesterday." Like I'm not gonna know the difference. <laughs> I mean, the early 2000s was a wild time. Yes. Back to when the earth, the sun, the stars all aligned. <sighs> Trying to fit a square into a circle was no life. I defy. You defy what? The concept? Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, hey, I'll let you have it. Thank you. Thank what? you. What is the greatest song from a film soundtrack? Now that I have used up Mrs. Robinson, I'm going to have to say that the greatest song from a film soundtrack is The Rose by Bette Midler from Beach. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. I, is it is it from Beaches though? I think so. Is it not? No, I feel like The Rose is from... Uh, the Janis Joplin film. Is it? Oh, no. I think you're right. I really oh, could for, just even picture it. For her 1979 film, The Rose. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a movie called The Rose? Yeah, it was uh, loosely based on the life of Janis Joplin. All right. Well, I stand corrected. I'm still going to go with it because that's the only it's, thing anyone remembers from that movie. Yes. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I don't even know that I've seen that film. Mm -mm. Clearly not. I thought it was from Beaches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's... The obvious choice would have been when beneath my wings from <laughs> beaches, but no. No, I feel like the greatest song from the beaches soundtrack is Otto von Titzling. Yes. Yeah. I mean, clearly. Um, I was really tempted to pick something from the Twilight soundtrack. Who did that? Somebody did that recently. Really. Yeah, but I mean, we had um, we had a whole discussion about it. Like, you know, the the Twilight movies are what they are. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, you know, but the soundtracks the go soundtracks hard. Slept. Oh yeah, they go so hard. They didn't have to go that hard. You know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe the best song from a movie soundtrack is that song from Coyote Ugly. I. I will absolutely uh, disagree with you. Um, I feel like those two songs added nothing to the soundtrack. Uh, they could have been left off and that soundtrack would have been one of the greatest of all time. Let me counter with that, but the Jigglypuff version on the Pokemon movie soundtrack. Fair, fair play, absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> It's chess, this podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This this has become <laughs> the great mixtape debate. Uh, <laughs> We're combining all of your podcasts. Yes, into we one are. Concept. Yes, we are. I'm actually, 
I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna invite a few friends into this and we're gonna turn it into a panel and it's just gonna be a whole big thing. Um, I can't wait, yes. I cannot wait. And I'm actually, I'm gonna write a musical number and it's just gonna become like this whole variety show. Um, we, we might raise money for, you know, hungry children, make it a telethon. Like yeah. we're just, we're gonna That'd go great. all out. That, I think that's really all you can do from here. That's the next step, the logical next step. It's true, the only way is up right now. What television show has the best theme song? Okay, stay with me here. I thought about this a lot, but this to me is the clear leader. This song just so perfectly sets you in the mood for the show. It gets you in the feeling, gets you in the vibe, puts you in the right headspace. Even like geographically, you hear it and you're like, I know where the show takes place. And it is. Are you about to pick the Law and Order soundtrack? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had now. Um, No, but not far. It is Far From Any Road, which is the True Detective season one song. And it's like, he has that gravelly voice and it's like kind of like dusty sounding. And you're like, somebody's about to get skirked unalived and it's going to be in a dusty sad place and it's going to be in the south and we're all going to have some weird feelings that's that's fair that's yes um i actually uh, a close go ahead i was going to say a close second for me was the true blood theme song <laughs> okay hey which could have been the end of that explanation in general <laughs> Um, I have to go back to the soundtrack question uh, because I've just realized you are the first guest on this podcast, not to mention a song from The Bodyguard. Really? Yep. Oh, well, it's an honor or a disappointment. I'm not sure. (laughs) I mean, you know, the the correct answer uh, to that question is um, Lauren Hill and Tanya Blunt's version of His Eyes on Sparrow from Sister Act 2. But I'm allowing yes, my guests yes, yes, yes. To, to have whatever answers they choose. Whatever opinion. Yeah. And I've settled on the Jigglypuff cover <laughs> of Leanne Rhymes, Can't Stop the Moonlight from Pokemon the Soundtrack. The first movie, not the one with Mewtwo. Yes. What is the song that you just absolutely have to dance to whenever it comes on? All right. Let me set the scene for you. I don't dance. I don't dance. I'm bad at dancing. Um, We have the same genes. So I would assume that you would understand. My arms are so noodly. I don't have that issue. Oh, you. Damn it. Greg. (laughs) Yeah, but surely no, because like Brad like dances yeah, theatrically. Like, like so was, does John. He, yeah, mm-hmm. they were like dancer dancers. Um, but your, I did not your get that. other two brothers, however, not not oh, big dancers. Yeah. And my youngest brother, not a big dancer. So well, I got firmly on the Chad Riley Ben side of the family. I'm bad dancer. Um, 
one of my friends when we would go out all the time used to say there's Alex noodle dancing again <laughs> because I do have you seen that episode of it's always sunny in Philadelphia where um D they say D looks like the uh car oh yeah lots that, that's me too. dancing yeah Mm-hmm. So I have to be really careful about what songs I dance to. I can't look like I'm trying um, because that will be bad. That will be bad. That will be an instant, um, an instant video taken of me. Uh, so it has to be a fun song to dance to. And for me, that combines nostalgia, that combines finger pointing, that combines big hand gestures, and that is blank space. Okay. All right. That's, mm-hmm. that's fair. I, I never, I don't think I ever equated that to like a song you could dance to, but. Well, not in the traditional sense. (laughs) (laughs) In a very um, interpretive. Yeah. I mean, I do, I I like that song. Um, I actually, that's, that's the one Taylor Swift album that I can bring myself to listen to. It's great, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a great one. Was... What is the song that means the most to you? Um, not necessarily because of the song itself, but like the, the memories you have attached to it. So I, I think it might be, this is one that I went back and forth on too. I think it might be Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac because... Ooh. When I left, uh, I made it kind of my my anthem for myself when I left a bad relationship and moved out on my own for the first time. It was like doing life by myself. And it was a relationship that they'd really like squashed a lot of the parts of me that made me me. And they tried to kind of fit me into this box and make me a little more palatable and a little more um, acceptable for what they wanted in life. And so that was kind of my big aha return to my witchy you know, intuition moment where it was just like back to the gypsy that I was, here we go. And I remember um, when I moved into my apartment, my friend Matt came over and we burned stage and we played that song really loud. And it was just like a cleansing, like, this is who I am. I get to be me now moment. Was there, were there, were there shawls and like tambourines involved? Uh, No, it was a very serious affair, Craig. We wouldn't. Hey. We don't know. No banging and clanging. <laughs> Come now. There was a mortar and pestle. Um, there was a black cat. There was a feather. There was a salt circle. There I was mean, stage. if you're if you're gonna do Stevie Nicks, you know, you mortar and pestle, black cat, feather, salt shaker, or shawls, right. tambourines, and top hats. Like you know, yeah, both, you can go either way. Yeah, the paths diverge, but equally acceptable they remain. Yes. Um, gun to your head. What song could you sing every word to and not mess up? And you can't pick one of your own? <laughs> I would not pick one of my own because I mess those up all the time. In <laughs> general, remembering lyrics is my strength in life. I just, they stay in there long after they should. But I think, and this is a flex and I don't feel bad about it. It's American Pie. I could do every line. Okay. All seven and a half minutes. Holy shit. Mm-hmm that's and have been able to I learned it when I was 13 because I was like now my phone will love me um (laughs) but it didn't work but I still remember it (laughs) 
See, when you when you said that this is a flex, I I really thought you were gonna say we didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. <laughs> that would have <laughs> been. the king and I and the catcher in the right. I know too many of those actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm waiting on someone to actually use that um, because that will that be, would be brilliant. That'll be the day that I end this podcast um, because there's yeah. There's, I mean, there's no going no back better from answer. that. It's true. No better answer. What is the song that reminds you of home? Probably <laughs> Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which is a weird one to pick. But um, when I was younger, my dad would go through, he would print out the lyrics to songs. And he would like go through them line by line. And American Pie was a big one he did. Um, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald was another one. And he would like explain the historical context. And um, my family was really into history, but also he was really into music. And so that's kind of those traditional like folksy songwriters, I think are just kind of ingrained in me now. Um, and I always think about that. I think about being like a young teenager, maybe younger, a kid and having that like kind of it's tucked through this song kind of feeling it's a very innocent kind of time for uh the younger listeners of this podcast uh there there was a time where we were not able to look everything up on our phones uh so it's you would, true it was awful you, you would have to use uh something we called dial-up internet and mm-hmm. um you would have to print things out on, on paper. Um, and that is that is what Alex is referring to. It's true. And then you would ar- have to share that paper with other people. It's yes. gross. It's, it's an archaic practice. Um, it is the reason that we are in a climate crisis right now. Um, yep. So yes. We lost many rainforests that way. Very true. What is... Look me in the eye. What is the sexiest song? Look away. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, to me, I don't know why. I don't know if this just hit me at a peak time in my life. I don't know what it was. Um, it's AO technology. But... It's not the 50 cent version. It is the Milo cover. And it's got this like smooth guitar. It makes you feel like you're like in a club. I don't know. It was just some kind of like, maybe it's because when I first heard it, I was like 18, 19, like sneaking into clubs, like out on my own, anything can happen. Like I am the night now. I don't know what it was, but still when I hear it, I'm like, ooh, hmm, what a nice little, what a, what a smooth vocal. What a beautiful guitar. Like what what a what a nice folksy man singing these dirty things. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. I'll let you have it. <laughs> I this was a struggle for me. This was a real hard one. That's it's it's funny because that's like everybody most other people that have been on the show have been like, that was that was the easiest question. Yeah. 
I can't do it. I think that it's the repression of my Christian upbringing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Because the second option for me was um, <laughs> the that Panic at the Disco song that's like, let's get those teen hearts beating faster, faster. And I couldn't say that. I couldn't. I, I had to come up with something else, Greg. That's that's fair. I just, you know, in in the list of sexiest songs that I've ever heard, I just, I cannot think of one Panic at the Disco song that I've heard that I'm like, that's fucking no. sexy. No. And I think that really comes from uh, not being allowed to contemplate the concept of sex. Gotcha. For many years. Yeah. It messes up your relationship with sexy music. I'll say that right now. They never talk about that as a side (laughs) effect of religious trauma. What is the song that you most relate to? Okay. This one, what song you most relate to and theme song were kind of interchangeable for me. Okay. Um, so I've got to pick which one's going where. Um, I think that the song I most relate to on the heels of this religious trauma conversation is Getting Ready to Get Down by Josh Ritter. Okay. There are many songs I relate to for various reasons, but this one I've sent to people I grew up with who have since left the kind of situation we were in as children. Um, and it's about this girl who gets sent off to, um, who like comes from this very religious situation and her parents are like, oh God, you are an awful child. She gets sent off and then she comes back and she's been like awakened, I suppose. And the whole town is like, oh my god she's evil and I just (laughs) it's very much about a girl who's like I do not get it I do not get what you're doing here anymore (laughs) this is not for me and everyone's like oh my god she's crazy what is the song that defined your generation I think that it is hands down by dashboard confessional excellent song excellent song it kind of captured that like scared but like excited and hoping that something would happen but like kind of being terrified that it would happen and just like that like awkward stage of will it won't it i don't know but then mixed with like just this kind of existential what are we (laughs) you know that's yeah and also first time uh dashboard has been mentioned on this podcast so (laughs) congratulations thank you so much love me some dashboard what song is objectively the greatest ever written bohemian rhapsody absolutely correct answer yes it's just perfect Everything about it is perfect. Yeah. The vocals are perfect. The music is perfect. The lyrics are perfect. Not a wrong footing in that song. And it honestly could be the answer to any of these questions. And that's true. It's true.
that could be it is the sexiest song <laughs> bohemian rhapsody is in fact the sexiest song thank you for thank you for coming to my ted talk um, thank you for playing what song is the one that you've listened to the most so i think i took this really technically um I've picked a song that I've loved since childhood that I've listened to in numerous times since childhood. So it's been like, I don't know, 23 years now of me loving the song. And it's got to be Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. I remember using it as um, I had to do a poetry, like bring in poetry samples for um, like a middle school literature class. And I brought in Sound of Silence lyrics um I cover it so I've had to listen to it a lot for that reason I've done harmonies on it for other people and I've had to listen to it a lot for that reason just like all around it is a song I've never stopped listening to fucking fantastic song I love it one of the best what's the worst song that you've ever heard okay this is difficult because I don't know if you've ever been to an open mic night. Like a songwriter open mic night. Oh, okay. Um, See, I've, yeah. I've been to comedy open mic nights. Um, oh, so. yeah. Well, the same type of situation. Um, a songwriter open mic night changes the bar for what is that. It just changes it all. Um, but I think I'm just going to go with a song that I hate so much. Um, and it's Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. (laughs) I hate it. It makes me angry when I hear it. Just all of it, aggressive hatred in me. Um, and I know that's not a normal person response and I get that. Um, but I have it and I'm going to be true to myself. I mean, most people, um, when when it comes to Ed Sheeran songs, they're they're on one end of the spectrum. Like it's either he's oh, a polarizing man, yeah, um, and not just because of his looks. Um, yeah, I said mm-hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> it needed to be said. Yes, yeah, I mean, I mean, it really did. Um, but I mean, he's got he's got some good songs. Um, that's just not one of them no that's not it um I mean contenders were also like remember when Heidi Montag released that song oh yeah that was a really truly bad song but I didn't care enough about it to even google what it was called but that could be on my list that's that's fair that's fair What is your theme song? So looking at my last three answers, I think this is a real glimpse into my um, mental state most days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just a real curtain pulled back into my therapist life. Um, My theme song, I think, has been for years, is Humpty Dumpty by Amy Mann, which is one of the most sad, (laughs) depressing, like self- a facing songs. 
I've ever heard. Um, but there it is. Right. Just, I think it's been like a decade now that I really related to that song. Um, yeah. Wow. Sad time. I love Amy Mann though. She is such an icon. I got to meet her and I was like, I love you. Like, it's just so <laughs> awkward. I was like, everything I do is for you. <laughs> she was like, thank you so much. Security. Weirdo. Yeah. Someone grab her. She's trying to take a lock of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a rubbing of her face. Right. Hold still. <laughs> like, um, have you ever seen the movie Mask? with uh Cher yes not when, it, when, when it, uh the, the blind girlfriend when she's like I just want to see you that's yeah yeah that's exactly it poor Amy man <laughs> scarred to this day it's true you're you're probably on some kind of watch list now no, probably so. If I'm the thing that scarred Amy Mann, then sh- we all had bigger problems because, I mean, God, that for her to write a song, <laughs> song is bad enough. What is the song that you always put on a playlist? It is, and this is one of those kind of deep cuts, but it's a band that I love, 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 um, Frightened Rabbit, which is a Scottish band that is no longer together because um, the lead singer passed away a few years ago. And um, I always put, there's a song that was on um, one of their albums several years ago called Woodpile. And it is just such a good, just bass song. It's about being at, um, like being at a party and not feeling it and just wanting that one person to come like find you that you're there for like one person basically but you're having to do you're awkward and uncomfortable and you're like trying to get away from everything but you just want that one person there um I think it's weirdly romantic and it's also kind of like that anxiety that you feel when you're not in a good mental place and you have to go to a party and like put on this thing and it's like when did I forget how to communicate with human beings like is this new what's going on (laughs) It's just an all-around great song. Okay. So you've died. I have died, yeah. Um, a little every day. <laughs> um, and you're at the gates of heaven, and they're making the mixtape of your life. What is the song that starts off that mixtape so when I was thinking about this I thought about if I was making my life a movie what song would be the opening scene and that's kind of what I went by um and I think it would be the past and the pending by the shins which is just kind of like a moody existential weirdness song about how time continues on nice yeah (laughs) the shins is an underrated an underrated band i feel um i love the shins when i was going through my list of things with ivan first of all you almost ruined my marriage um because yeah when we got to the greatest song of all time he said uh a weezer song 
and that to me was really upsetting. <laughs> wait, 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 which which Weezer song though? Say it ain't so. I think you have to file for divorce. That's what I was like. I I can't look at you. And he did this in the car on the way down to Florida. So it was like hour five of a 14 hour drive. And I was like, how do I throw myself out of the vehicle? Like, how do I get out of a restaurant? Like, what do I, I've got to exit this situation. This is a toxic situation. But um, he said that uh, the, that Shin song from Caring is Creepy from um, Garden State was the best soundtrack song and I thought he redeemed himself a little bit there for me that's yeah okay any any song from the Garden State soundtrack would would be acceptable um yeah all great I mean it's kind of the same thing as the Twilight soundtrack it's like really well curated yeah kind of indie moments it was it's it's one of those it's one of those that like I I feel like there are films that were made because the director had like just a bang in playlist and and wanted yeah. it as a movie soundtrack so they were like fuck it yeah. let's let's make a film especially garden state they just worked everything around that like we'll oh, have absolutely. a whole scene about him liking the shins that'll be great like yeah i absolutely agree and you know now i'm on the fence because you know if Ivan believes that a Weezer song is the the greatest song of all time, I I don't know that I can extend an invitation to him to be on this podcast. Um, I don't think he should be allowed on this podcast. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> I'm legally obligated to support him emotionally, not financially. That's his job. <laughs> Generals. So we we are now at the end of the episode. Um, if there is anything that you would like to plug, um, if you would like to give the listeners your social media handles, uh, you are more than welcome to do that in this moment. Well, um, if you feel like, based on these answers, we might have similar musical taste, I implore you to check out my Spotify um, I have a couple of different songs. I'm been exploring some different styles, and I actually have a new song coming out hopefully in February. And it is this is the first I'm speaking of it. So, hello. Um, it's called "The Girls That You Loved Back Then." It is a song about um, being mentally ill, <laughs> and um, it's kind of just a Valentine for the mentally unstable and the emotionally traumatized. That sounds like your thing. Give it a listen in February. If you follow me on Spotify, you can be one of the first people to hear it. Um, Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Alex Tries Life. Every now and then I make a TikTok people like, but mostly nobody cares about me there. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Yeah, go go listen to my music. It could be, who knows, it could be your new sexiest song. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, be. To, to, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. Blame, it, blame it on Mercury is has got some sexy vibes. Thank you. That's my guitar is sexy. Um, 
yeah, it will almost more likely be your most relatable song, I think, of anything. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to judge your depression kinks if you have them. <laughs> That's your thing. So, Alex, um, thank you again for being here. Um, it's it's a pleasure as always. Um, this is this is the second time that I have interrupted your Florida vacation to appear on one of my podcasts. I've loved it. I have absolutely loved it. It gives me just like a, a quiet, cold place to be during the heat of the day. Your in-laws <laughs> are probably sick of me, um, but no, that's they fine. don't get sick of anyone. They're delightful people. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Yeah, we're actually going to a traditional Brazilian restaurant right after this. So wish me luck. You pay by the kilo. I don't even know how to calculate that. Oh, oh, it's one of those. Mm -hmm. You know, we we have one here in town. Do we? Yeah, it's at uh, it's at Bridge Street. I won't mention the name on air. um, Oh, oh, yes, yes. I I don't want people to think that. I've sold out. Your, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is not a steakhouse. This is not like the um, Rodizio. Oh, this okay. is more like um, traditional Brazilian, like pile. I don't know. We'll see. Gotcha. I'll, I'll explain All it right. to you after the fact because I don't actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> we'll see. Well, at least you have people there to, to guide you through the experience. Um, to hold my hand and explain yes. things to me. Yes. It would actually make a good TikTok. That's a great point. Maybe I'll do that. I'll take a, a lesson from the expert. I don't know about all that, uh, but enjoy the rest of your vacation. And uh, thank you so we much. Will, we will talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. It's been delightful. And that's it for this week's episode of Your Life, the Mixtape. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, or follow the show wherever get wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss an episode. Uh, if you enjoy this show, leave us a five star review on your favorite app, so more people can hear the show and we can keep making episodes. If you didn't enjoy the show, ignore everything that I've just said and have a lovely day. <laughs>